Hey guys, Heather here. Just letting you know that today's episode will be a throwback to episode 68 of TDI Live from December 10th, 2020. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode for you. See you then. The following podcast is intended for mature audiences. You may encounter foul language, offensive jokes, occasional violence, and mild nudity. In other words, your feelings might get hurt. So do you guys remember the book um, or books, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? Yes. yes. And I know exactly what you're going to talk about. Do you remember the illustrations? Yes. yes. They were horrific. I remember the first time I was introduced to those books, I was in elementary school. In fact, there is a documentary on Netflix about the books. Mm-hmm. Was it Netflix or Amazon Video? I don't remember. We were watching remember. it. I, wherever it is, what? I want... I said, wherever it is, I want to watch this. I'm pretty sure it was on Netflix, but it was a documentary about the books, and they had, like, the author's, like, kid or whatever on there. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, I mean, we all remember them. The stories themselves weren't necessarily that scary, but the illustrations were horrific. And it it just was, it made them very scary. And apparently there were, like, school systems and, like, parents that were trying to ban these books because they were, like, too scary and yada yada. Um, We have them at our school. Yeah, you should. It's a classic. And the kids love them. It's like an introduction to horror for That's like when the third graders, that's when they started wanting them. Not third grade. So, I mean, yeah, the the stories themselves are not that scary. It's just the pictures that are. And it's like, quite honestly, there's stories just as horrific in the Holy Bible. So maybe we should pull that from the schools, too. Even worse, yeah. You know? It's not in the schools, Oh, it's not? Oh, that's right. I forgot religion's not allowed in In public schools, schools, yeah. That is kind of hilarious. Given that our country's founded on religion. Yes. But what do I know? Anyway, there is an illustration in there of a very weird-looking woman that has an egg sac laid in her cheek yeah. from a spider. And this was in the movie, too. It was. Yeah, we saw the movie. It was mm. eh, but, you know, it was still eh. Yeah. Eh, but they, they did eh, pretty good with the graphics, eh. I think, yeah. in the movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, her face bursts open with baby spiders. What does that have to do with anything? Well, you will find out when we get to Heather's second favorite segment of the show the spider myth debate but until then i would like to welcome you all to tdi live i'm matt and i'm bill i'm heather and i'm stephanie and this is episode 68 of tide out iguana's official podcast tdi live Today is actually Wednesday, December the 2nd. We are pre-recording this for Wednesday, December the 9th. Um, Stephanie and I have to head out of town in a few days, and we would miss this podcast, so we pre-recorded it a week early. But if you're watching this live, welcome. If you are listening to this, then it's probably Thursday, December the 10th, in which case we really traveled through time, in which case you will receive your bill in the mail this month. So, what's new in the world of Tide Iguana? Well... 
given that I am recording this a week before it's actually happened, it's really hard to say. But hypothetically, here's what's happened. I can do this, actually. I can project. So watch this. I'll even use the proper tense. So last weekend was the Show Me Snakes Moscow Mills show. It went great for the last show of the year. (laughs) A lot of people showed up. It was good seeing everyone. the last St. Louis show of the year. Last St. Louis show of the year. There is one in Davenport, Iowa next weekend, the 14th. Uh, We will be unable to make that, though. Um, Stephanie and I have some other business in another state we have to deal with. Um, So we will not be in Davenport. So if you're going to Davenport and you're looking for us, don't, because we won't be there. But what they will have is a bar in Davenport. That's probably my favorite thing about that venue. The bar. It's perfect. The bathrooms are clean. The bathrooms are really nice. Those are like nice. the two only good things about... No, that's not true. It's, it's a nice venue. Insane. It's just very difficult for us to load in and out. I remember in that book you had us read that it's like... you can uh, raving ju- Yeah, you can judge a business based on its bathroom sometimes. Yeah, how much they care about the customer. Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes sense. The, the state of your washroom, as they called it, a washroom, it... Uh, directly correlates with hey did we introduce ourselves already yes yeah we did yeah sorry i had a brain fart i forgot what happened i was like am i still rambling on the intro <laughs> no. no we're talking about what's new <laughs> so the state of the bathroom directly correlates with how much you care about your customer so what else is new book. um we did the show that was it so there's not really a whole lot else going on it is i mean it's full-blown christmas swing right now if you are considering an animal as a christmas gift you can purchase it from us now, and we will hold it free of charge up until New Year's Day. Now, we won't guarantee a specific animal, but we will guarantee a animal. So if you want a beardy, you'll get a live, healthy uh, beardy. Um, if you want a specific beardy, then you have to set up boarding for that beardy. You mean they're not going to get a dead beardy? Yeah. Is it live? Yeah, like, you'll, get a, yeah, you'll not get a dead dragon. It'll be alive and healthy. Yes. Um, so that works really well because, obviously, if you want to surprise somebody with a reptile, that's kind of a hard thing to hide. So you take all of your um, product with you. That's something that you can wrap and gift to the individual. And then come see us Christmas Eve and or right after. Um, Christmas Eve, we do close promptly at 4 o'clock. Guys, this is the one day that... I was going to say this is the one day that I'm an asshole, but I'm an asshole more than one day of the year. But this is the one day that I'm really an asshole, and I will lock the door in your face. So don't be that guy that shows up at 3.59 on Christmas Eve. You yeah. had 365 days to do what you needed to do. I'm not letting you <laughs> Don't even show up 15 minutes before and expect us to give you yeah. the Pretty much. entire hour Yeah, people start calling. They're like, do you have a snake? I was like, if you're not here by 2 o'clock, you're not buying an animal today because we're not going to rush this crap. And we're yeah. not going to stay we late. We all have families. We all have, we have families. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if that offends you, guess what? Shop somewhere else because I don't want your trashy ass money anyway. Oh. Ooh. You do not need to bleep that out. But that's the goddamn truth. If you really think that a we're retail going to biz- take away from yeah, our family time. That we're going to take away from our family on Christmas Eve to stay open for your last minute ass? Pff, shit. <laughs> anyway, let's move past that. <laughs> I have no time and patience for I agree. people I totally agree with you. of that caliber. They are not the customer base that I want in my store. Oh, Go we, already, somewhere else. we already give so much to our customers from our children. Yeah, pretty much. So be here early on Christmas Eve. Don't play that last minute Sally shit because your ass is going to be locked out. <laughs> All right. So, enough aggression. Heather Bechtel, I have heard something about you. I heard a rumor. What? Oh, that this is your favorite segment of the show. <laughs> Reptile and amphibian news, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> all right. So today's headline, you've probably seen this all <sighs> over the news. Um, <sighs> Matt's just being a dork. We'll let him finish being a I dork. Keep going, Heather. The crowd. I can't control the crowd. 
All right, today's headline is Florida Duck Hunters Encounter Monster Alligator Snatching Quarry. Video shows. I'm going to play this video for them. A monster alligator snatching quarry? Wait, the alligator ate a quarry? Like a rock quarry? Quarry or quarry? So what happens in this video is you see a pond. That is a monster. Holy crap, is that a... It's like 13 foot. Yeah, it's 13 feet. Oh, a quarry is a bird. A quarry is quarry? like basically the what you're hunting. Oh wait, so anything you hunt is a quarry? Basically. So if I'm hunting humans, then the humans. Yeah, are a quarry. It w- wasn't it a duck? Yes. Yes. I don't know, man. It's taken a lot of chomps to get that thing down. He's a duck. Yeah. So what? It happened... was one after they shot, right? Yes. Yeah, so oh. these hunters in Florida <laughs> were ah. out hunting, and well, this alligator was in the area. Can we and... watch that again? Was that a gator yeah. or a croc? That was it... a gator. Was it okay? Yeah. It looked kind of crocodilian to me, but how what could you I... tell it's a gator? It is a crocodilian. It, well, it's, it's, an, it's, it's in Florida. Alligator. It's in Florida. Anyway. Oh, so... there's no crocs in Florida. I beg to differ. Southern, southern. Okay. Florida. Anyway, what they would do is they'd shoot their ducks, you know, and you're like, oh boy, I got a duck, and then it's like, is oh, they, oh boy, I got a duck. That's what I say when I shoot Okay, anyway, so... And then, huge. and then the gator just steals everything that they shoot down. No wonder so. why it's so big. Yeah, apparently... That's a smart gator. Apparently, yeah. yeah, so apparently it was just waiting around, and then they shoot the ducks down, and then they grab them. How so. big did they say the gator was? 13. 13 foot long. It looks pretty big. I mean, they obviously don't know the length of it. I highly doubt they went out but swam out there. And one thing it. I like about I mean, this video is that there's this other duck just swimming around, like in the background, watching this. Well, it happen. figures it's safe at this point. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. he's, he's, he's shot eating here. something now. Yeah. It's like, oh, Dave's getting eaten. <laughs> well, see you, Dave. Man, but at least I'm safe. Fell out of the sky close and then into the land. Yeah. Well, yeah, it looks smart. like it's just like a swamp. Yeah, I'll make yeah. sure to post this on Facebook uh, shortly after posting the podcast. So. so this was where? This is Orlando. Fox 35 Orlando? Yeah, it was in a town close to Orlando. Yeah? Yeah. Orlando is a swamp. I think we talked about gators eating yes. things Stuff. in Orlando yes. last week or two weeks ago. Yes, yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. The video was taken in Leesburg. Leesburg, Leesburg yeah. Florida. About okay. 45 miles northwest of Orlando. So, so these like hunters had to have known like they were gonna shoot this duck, it was gonna fall to this gator, like to video. May this. they may they didn't well the, How are they gonna get the duck? Okay, it fell in the middle of a swamp. This is the second I'm sure they're in a one boat that they lost yeah, to the gator. They so they like a boat they knew he was there, and... but he they thought they were just I, feeding the gator at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Well so I guess fun to kill Well, maybe they thought it swam away with the first one and then then they just got the camera out to see if it would happen again if he was still there, and sure enough, he was still there. So it does not look like it was swimming away. No, he it looks like, like the. Like, well, maybe monster. he had dived underwater with the first one, and then they were dove. like, "Okay, he's dive, dove, whatever." Dove. So sunk. But yeah, apparently that's the that's the big news story. So, in your opinion, week. what is the moral of the story, Heather? Don't kill animals. I don't know what the moral is. All I know is I had that we had this happen opinion. to us before, not oh, with an alligator. All right, so we went fishing one day. It was really crappy, and no pun intended. A crappy, crappy. Anyway, we we didn't catch many fish, and it was just, just we crappy. got we got skunked, as you would say. <laughs> and we forgot to pull the net up as Sometimes we I take were. Sometimes I shit in Heather's pet. lap, and I say, "Oh, you got skunked." We forgot to so pull. We had the net. Um, the, one of those metal net things, like the kind, like the big one you throw the, out, and like no, the metal, in. no, the metal basket that you like you keep your fish you in. Keep your fish in. Oh. We had it still tied to the side of the boat when we uh, went back to the dock or whatever. So we p- pull the basket up, and all of a sudden there's this big old water snake 
inside and biting all the fish and stuff. <laughs> so we tossed all the fish back because we didn't know what, uh, we didn't want any snake germs all over it. Snake, snake germs. germs. If you I don't know. that fish, you probably would have had a superpower. Yeah. But, yeah, we've was had. Was this, like, around here? Um, no, like I think it was, I think it was Mark Twain Lake. Yeah. But, Mark uh. Mark Twain Lake. Yeah, it was, or Lake Pomditer or something like that. That sounds French. But it's. It, we were sad because it was Illinois? trying to steal our fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in Illinois. Illinois. Sure it's it's French. Illinois or maybe it's Missouri. In Missouri. I'm not sure. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't trying to steal your fish. Maybe it was just trying to bite your fish. Did you ever think of that? No, it was trying to eat the fish. How do you know? There are... Because water snakes, that's what they eat. They I've seen fish. that happen There are disorders where people no, chew on No, it was a crayons. little snake. It wouldn't have been able to eat these fish. Maybe the snake yeah. had a disorder and it wanted to chew on fish. Maybe it just satisfied like a fixation of yeah. fish biting. Have you ever bit a fish, Heather? No, I've never bit a, like a live fish. Well, I didn't say live. I said have you ever bit a fish. I mean, well, I bit a piece of a fish, I guess. Just a say. piece? Where'd you find a piece of a fish? From a fish that we filleted to. Was it raw? We filleted. We fillet raw fish to. So you no, bit like, a piece you of be, raw fish? Did you? No, did I, ne- you I didn't. Fish jerky. Bite into bite raw fish raw meat. You just said you did. That's how you get food poisoning. No, it's not. Don't you? Maybe. People eat sushi and it's raw, isn't it? I've yeah, only eaten sushi once, and I didn't really care for it. I mean, like the I'm tuna. I'm surprised people I can eat do the sushi tuna and don't get like food same. poisoning. Because sushi's good for I your heart. I eat sushi, but mine just has cucumbers and avocados and carrots. Seems like you get weird rice. worms and stuff. Worms? Mm, fish worms. Yeah. And fish sushi meat. Worms. Yeah, fish yeah, worms from fish meat. Haven't you ever seen uh, the one video about this lady that had a worm in her eyeball from like no. eating something? I don't Is that know. the I found a worm in a me? banana before. Ooh, found a worm weird. in the ground once. They had that <laughs> show. They got that <laughs> show called Monsters Inside Me. It's about people yes, getting parasites. That's what it was tapeworm. Uh, yeah. You want to take tapeworm with me? We can go buy some tapeworm online, probably on the dark web. I don't know. Probably Ta- get some hookworm. Yeah, they used to do that to like lose weight. Yeah. You'd eat a tapeworm, and the tapeworm would eat you. And oh, then... that's like an urban. That's how urban do you get the tapeworm legend. out of you? So that's you not that? real. I guess you, you take. Like, some I don't kind know. Has it really happened? Reach up into your butt and pull it out. I don't know if it's I mean, really it, it, it'll break off in segments. Yeah. But, hmm. Ugh, and God. then all those segments are like a normal worm, where if you break it in half, now you have two tapeworms. No, they're, from what I remember, they're flat, and they're like yeah, they're little flat. segments. Yeah, they're no, little segments. That's why they're called worms. tapeworms. <laughs> tapeworms yeah. are flat, yeah. yeah. And uh, I guess, like, if you pull them out... It's like a piece of tape. It'll, yeah, it just, Actually, I dissected one in fifth grade in Germany. A tapeworm? I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Squid and a tapeworm. We did a earthworm and a frog. I used to buy squid as fishing bait when I was a kid in Florida, and that was a lot of fun to cut up. I'd cut its beak out. (laughs) A little squid beak. Open it, make it talk. (laughs) I I wonder, you know, sometimes when I get calamari from restaurants, they have little baby squids that they fry, and then, like, I always wonder, it's like, where's the beak? Or is it they pull that out? They've been debeaked. I guess they've been debeaked. Better if it's so small, maybe just when they cook it, it just like it's How like do you a know little it's crunchy like the whole piece. Because it, uh, it's the whole little it's, tuft it's, of tentacles. It's the tuft of tentacles. Oh. Yeah. A tentacle tuft. Yeah, there's either calamari that's in rings, which is like the suckers the from head. the bigger ones. It's the head and they cut it up. Yeah, they cut it up. Really? I didn't know that. It's the foreskin. What did you think it was? Like the squid buttle? The suckers. It's like chicken rings. The I thought it was the arms. When you get the rings, it's they it's cutting because that's the, their body. Yeah, that's, the body. That's where the, they like cut the body. Yeah. It's not just the body it's not the head. It's, yeah, right. It's what appears to be the head, but it's wow, I learned the something new today. I thought it was okay. the the tentacles cut in segments. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I learned something hollow. too. 
Hard to say. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Interesting. All right. Well, uh, didn't know that either. What are we talking about? We were Squid. talking about uh, alligator stealing ducks from hunters, yes. snake eating, and then two fish. Well, maybe we should move on. Two all knows what. All right. So let's move on. Then we talked at the beginning of this about spiders bursting out of your face, which brings us to the spider myth slash debate of the day. Heather, em- lay it on emphasis us. on myth. So the myth is uh, this is real. I know the it. average person swallows eight spiders a year. It's a myth because they're tarantulas. I would say it's true. I would say, say probably true. more. Yeah, probably more. Why would I'm, I'm Why guessing think they think true? that you're sleeping with your mouth open and a spider yeah. falls in, or just possibly it might be in food, or you know just different sources. Actually, yeah, I guess you. you I guess you know there's there when they produce apparently stuff, they allow so much. They like, allow so much, and then so yeah. So you could possibly have eaten a spider, but it's extra protein, right? Yeah, it's and it could have been like a little tiny bitty one. There are some places that cook up tarantulas, yeah. and they have them on like little shish kebab sticks, yep. and Eating they're crunchy. Eating bugs isn't really that big a deal. It just freaks people out. I don't yeah. know. I think they'd be kind of gooey and stuff. I don't think what, they'd be very... Why would the, be gooey spider? They're not very, like, when you think of eating meat, you think of, like, something like that's got good. substance, like toughness. Yeah. Uh, a, an insect, you just crunch into it, and it'd probably explode in your mouth or something. Well, I know the Ugh. scorpions, they tasted kind of like crab. Sorry. But I just busted yeah. the... I don't remember eating the scorpion. We had a guy come out and cook a bunch of bugs. Yeah. Um... Several years ago, it was and, like twelve years ago. And I take like the the crickets that you and Stephanie made. Mm. Oh my gosh, those things were good. And you guys would eat them by the handful. Yes. Like, oh, I'm so hungry. Can I eat some crickets? It tasted like, I guess, like pumpkin seeds or sunflower. But they seeds. were easier yeah. to chew than a pumpkin seed. And so you, yeah, the way you, you prepare base, crickets, so the them. way we did them. Um, you you so them. instead of eating well, seeds, I can eat crickets, and I'll well, taste so like sunflower seeds. You start by gutting yes. the cricket. You feed the crickets a whole bunch of veggies. Um, and once they're nice and full of veggie poop, then you freeze them. And after you've frozen them, then you, th- you wait till they die, obviously. And then you thaw them out, rinse them to get all the legs off and stuff, and then you bake them like pumpkin seeds and salt them. That's I wonder why, you, why don't you eat the really legs? Good. I mean, you can, but when you rinse them, it breaks all that off so you don't have all that oh. looseness. Yeah. Okay. It's just getting rid of I mean, some of them have legs. It's just all the loose debris basically comes yeah. off when I would rinse them, like, in a colander oh, or whatever. okay. Yeah. That's all. So... Okay, so how do we know this is a myth? Well, because, so this says that... Um, like, how can this be proven that it's a well, myth? Well, they said that there's only three to four species that actually live in most Amer- North American homes. Okay, but um, I mean, why can't I swallow they say that anything? most of those spiders are always tending to their webs or in non-human infested areas. And they said that typically when a human is sleeping, the breathing and the snoring and the vibrations of that actually keep spiders away. They say that it scares spiders. Oh, really? Because there's no... I can see that. They say there's no reason for the... Spiders to come to your bed unless you have bed bugs, but then you have worse I, issues to worry about if you have bed bugs. I, oh, you I have mean, a hand I don't, up over I don't have bed going to do. All I, don't that. Ha- I didn't have bed bugs, but I did have a spider. I felt a spider crawling up my pants, my, my pajama pants leg one night. You must have had a bug on you. That wasn't a spider, Heather. <laughs> no, that was Uncle Frank. <laughs> Matt, you're you your horror. No, I don't. But still, oh. that's, that's that's bad. <laughs> that's bad. You need to. I felt a spider in my pants last night, Uncle Frank. That was No, it was on my leg. Your leg? Leg. Leg. What's with you and... uh, I can't hear. You can't hear today. No, I can't hear yesterday. You can't hear any day. I can't hear yesterday or tomorrow. (laughs) So, like, ambient noise, such as your voice, is very difficult for me to hear. Yeah, basically they say that a sleeping, like, person is not 
something a spider is going to. So if you yell at a tarantula, it'll yell get at a scared. Try it. I'm gonna video you doing. Yeah, let's it. go out there. We'll I'm gonna go, go yell at one of the spiders. Go run in front of the tarantula. Tank. I'm sure. Hey, hey, you. People that are gonna sleep with their Pe- mouth open wait, are gonna wait. snore. People, a snoring human is going to scare a spider away. Wait, I forget who it was Maybe here not. that showed me. Uh, they screamed or yelled at the the bin of mealworms, and they all like meant like scurried. They all like who did that? Jumped or I something. Know. I don't remember you who it was. That Someone that might have been here? you. Yeah, it was me. Might have been Eric. I think so. Or Matt. I don't remember. I don't remember ever. I think it was a guy. It was a guy out there screaming at a bin of worms. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've done some shit. Some I do remember that man. We I need a videotape of us doing that. I remember eating the worm and it got caught in my uvula and then I threw up. Yeah, yes. and you took pictures of your vomit. That was gross. Yes. Well, you know. Then I swallowed the goldfish. Yeah. That that, that is the very yeah. first video on our Facebook is Bill swallowing the goldfish. <laughs> That's the very first video? Yeah. Oh, wow. Huh. So if you go to our Facebook videos and go all the way, <laughs> way back. down, Bill swallowing a fish is the first video. I think I he did it to freak warm. out Landon. It probably worked. He used to do all that stuff to like freak Landon. I think Landon thought it was cool, though. I don't know. Yeah. I'm Landon. sure his voice That's right, might Landon be. is who he is today. His, mo- like, his voice might be in the background talking about I saw about Bill eat a fish. crazy it was. I'm <laughs> too. So, Just all right. catfish. I think this place is the reason Landon is the way he is. I think it's my fault. Oh, you, I'm a oh, terrible crazy parent. fools up here. <laughs> so we're, we are, I like this as a fact, not a myth. Yeah, but it's a myth. But we don't know that. Nobody the can prove it. The internet said so. How can Look they, they can't prove it. I don't think it. this can be proven either yeah. way. Well, so it's, it's a, a myth. myth. There's nowhere it says well, it's a fact. Well, or it's a theory. It's a be- debatable myth. Which belongs in the next segment of the show. Oh, God. Which we're not quite ready for yet. It says that spider experts can see that a sleeping person could plausibly swallow a spider, but it would be a strictly random event. People who claim they've swallowed spiders never seem to have any concrete evidence. Hmm. People tell me this happened to them, but they that threw the me. evidence away. That reminds me no. of the news story. I actually, they flushed it down the toilet. My dog ate that evidence. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I had evidence of the monolith. You know, threw it away. All right. Well... Anything else on this myth or debate? No, that's about it. I think that's it. All right. We'll go ahead and move on. So we have just wrapped up two of Heather's favorite segments of the show, which leaves one segment. You know, do you guys have a favorite segment? Should we rename some of this? Um, No. Bill's just here for the free cake. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Where's the cake? No, Gone. Bill and I ate it. I would like to officially welcome you to what was once Bill's Conspiracy Corner. And then, I don't remember what it was after that. But it is now Conspiracies, Theories, and Mysteries. And Heather's going to make this sound really cool because my voice just isn't sinister enough. (laughs) All right. Two words, Denver Airport. So what is this mystery about? Well, like, about uh, what, what is the Do the planes really fly into Denver? Yeah, they got a underground airport. No, I'm curious about this because I've heard you guys talk about this before, and I don't even know what it is. So what is the conspiracy theory and or mystery of the Denver Airport? A lot of it's got to do with, like, the artwork okay. that's well, let's in hear there. It. And enlighten the audience because most people, I'm sure, have not heard of this. Anyone? Are you going to talk about that or not me too? Well, I'm, I was going to wait oh. for you to kind of... Okay, so... Um, 
it. So the Denver airport, um, which was a replacement for the Stapleton you have airport. To, you have to talk into the mic. Steph. I am. She can oh. hear me. Um, so I guess it says that it's always sh- um, had its share of, how do you say this word? Nefarious? Nefarious. 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 That's one of my favorite words. Um, they said from the you beginning. You use that word a lot, actually, nefarious. They basically yeah. said that the people from Colorado have theorized about the airport's secret tunnels, um, clues to Nazi secret societies, and then um, like all the like hidden public artwork that they have around the Denver hub. So I guess a lot of the artwork in there, if you look at it, shows... Kind of like Holocaust or yeah. apocalyptic type of um, artwork type, I guess. Yeah, but they say that even like that Denver's like employees even like are willing to fuel all these like ideas and theories that people have come up with about it. So what's the theory exactly? That it's like an evil location or something? Yeah, there's... We had uh, hidden tunnels when I went to school in Carbondale. Yep. Yep, you always hear about those tunnels. I was in them. I was never in them. You can access them from every single building. We used to get into them from Pierce Hall, uh, down in the basement where uh, the laundry facility was. Um, It was a gate, and it was chained shut. And then one day it wasn't chained shut. (laughs) So it just (laughs) leads to all the other buildings in the... Yes, so we went in them, and they had like a bunch of storage down there. Um, So I got a... um, a fire alarm handle and I uh, wired it into the dorm as our light switch. Now we were not allowed to do that, but our, um, what was it? The RA is that what they called them? Our RA was super cool and she turned her head the other way in a lot of things. So yeah, we just (laughs) removed the light switch, wired it in and you would pull the switch to actually turn the light off and then you'd have to reset it to turn, wait, no, you pulled it to turn it on, reset it to turn it off. And then when I moved home, I brought it home with me and hooked it up in there too. installed as your light switch at home. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Um, so they had a bunch of storage down there. That was just the one thing I remember acquiring from my trip in the tunnel. Um, but they went everywhere. And us in particular at Pierce Hall, the next dorm over, I don't remember the name, but it was the all-girls dorm. And there was a gal over there that we were all pretty cool with. Uh, was her, I think her name was Ashley. Yes. But yeah, we used to all hang We would all hang out. Was that in Thompson Point? Yes. Yes. And so we would sneak over to the girls' dorm and just hang out. We'd just go to Ashley's my, room and drink, and then she'd I, sneak over. There was no, there was no like gate in our basement there in the laundry facility. Okay, Pierce Hall had a gate. Wow. And there was a gate that came out in the girls' dorm too. It was just like yeah. a yeah, it was like a gate. I was in the all girls' dorm. So, you were in the girls' dorm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. What year were you there? Two thousand. Like five through two thousand nine. Okay. Man, that's crazy. Because while we were open, remember yeah, was she was tie-dye. coming yeah. to the store and then going. No, home I was there in one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't need to tell any more stories about Carbondale, though. But these tunnels <laughs> went everywhere, including the power plant. Let's just put it that way. Yes, yeah, so you mentioned this in a previous yeah, podcast. Which, which may have led to a, a complete shutdown. Right. Yeah, you talked about At that a particular one, so time again. of the... Yeah, the, shortly after 9-11. A year, yeah. By a white male, ironically named Jamel Shahada, who then went to prison, tried as a terrorist, because his name is Jamel Shahada. So, yeah. oh well. Wow. All right, so back to the tunnels and the Denver right. airport. Yes. Um, so, I, like Matt had asked, basically, what's, like, the different theories? So, I guess there's, like, some fine... I guess there's five different ones that, I guess, making all too much noise. make it... No. ...build up to it or whatever. Um, but I guess one of the ones they say is that the most persistent is that the airport was built by the New World Order with ties to Nazism. The theory goes but as why far... But what would the tunnels have to do with Nazis? Well, this is, there's a whole bunch of different points I'm going right, to make to you. Sorry, continue. Okay. Continue. Um, 
It says the theory, the theory goes as far to say that the airport's runways are actually built to resemble um, a swastika from above. Is there an aerial? Um, I haven't got that far, but I don't no. see one yet. Um, but it says, looking at the photographs of their configuration, the runways don't seem to resemble that shape unless you're actually looking for it. Um, I mean, a swastika is a pretty um, pretty easy to recognize yeah. symbol. Yeah. Well, that's so what it says. Did yeah. you know the swastika originally was yeah, clockwise it. because it was a positive symbol? Yeah, you, right. Uh, yep, and then they... Because Native they, Americans used to use it. Yeah, yep. so the, the swastika yeah. is actually a very positive symbol. Yeah, it was inverted. It's kind well, of like it was. inverting the cross or the pentagram. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, continue. Sorry, Stephanie. No, you're good. It says that the airport's dedication marker credits an organization that's called the New World Airport Commission for building it, um, but it's discovered there's never even an organization that exists called that. Maybe they've disbanded. Yeah. Um, then it says that there's strange markings on the building, which are believed to be connected with the New World Order. Um, mis- then there's like, uh, it says, in reality, many mysterious building markings are actually references to the Navajo language or periodic table of elements, hmm. according to Mental Floss. Mental so they say it's a little suspicious. But then they also had a have a uh, giant blue horse sculpture. Did you say blue, the color blue? Yeah. Yes. It looks silver. It looks like a well, zebra. It's not completed up. there. Oh. Yeah, that's... Okay. They said it's a blue Mustang. His name was Blucifer. <laughs> blue. <Yeah. laughs> He's 32 foot tall, um, fiberglass sculpture that... Um, Lucifer. So basically, he had like glowing red eyes. Yes. Um, to the creepy four, as yeah, as a nod to the four <laughs> horsemen of the apocalypse. Yes. Um, it says the artist said that the red color was in honor of the wild spirit of the American West. Maybe it's because everybody in Colorado is high. And then it says that the person who was actually like <laughs> designing or whatever red. actually died two years before the piece was completed, because a piece of the statue fell on him and severed oh. an artery in his leg. Oh no! And killed him. It died. Yeah. Blucifer killed his ass. Oh, no. Blucifer killed him? Is this statue yeah. still up today? It is. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's oh, still there. Yeah. definitely is. Um, yeah, then it's... Let's see. Okay, so I see on the screen it says it's underground tunnels contain bunkers. Mm-hmm. Or have bunkers. The underground tunnels at SIUC were because of the Cold War. So I don't think that that's necessarily a conspiracy because a lot of buildings had that during the Cold War. They built one of the buildings yeah. in, uh, in Carbondale... I think it was called Fainer or something. It was this really confusing building. Oh, that was the one where the layout got screwed up and there's, like, staircases to nowhere. Yeah, there's staircases to nowhere. Floors are, like, split level. And they say that was to, like, prevent, like, like if riots broke out on campus, like, it would be hard to get in. the building. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that was the Mm. myth. Sorry. As for the you're good. As for the underground tunnels, it says, Rumors surrounding the apocalypse are probably some of the biggest conspiracy theories about the airport. There are underground tunnels in the airport, including a train that runs between concourses and a defunct automated baggage system. Um, but the true nature of the tunnels is believed to be more nefarious. Some nefarious. <laughs> There's that word again. Nefarious. Um, some believe that the tunnels contain underground bunkers, possibly built by lizard people or aliens. <laughs> oh, there there's you your lizard people. <laughs> Um, basically, it would serve as a safe place for the world's elite during the apocalypse during, t- during the DIA website. Um, what does DIA mean? I don't know. I'm not sure what that is. Do it alone. Yeah. It says... It's kind of like a do-it-yourself. Denver International Airport website. Oh. Ah, that's probably it. Yeah, maybe. Look at you, Bill. Wow. Wow. Bill solved <laughs> the mystery. Um, I say the tunnels directly lead to the North American Aerospace Defense Command. NORAD. Is, 
Yeah, which is located only about a hundred miles south of the this airport in Colorado it. Springs. This is the entrance to the North Pole. Yep, ladies it's and a gentlemen, porthole. the porthole <laughs> to the North Pole. The train system goes directly to Santa's. Yep, that's it. Um, and then it says well, a lot of the artwork that's hung throughout the airport um, is clues about the end of the world. It says there are a lot of weird pieces of artwork. I'm in the airport. That one of them is it says a giant horse statue that we had talked about, with, yes. which is Lucifer. It killed his um, owner. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Let's see. It says some of the eerie artworks include murals by artist Leo Tanguma, which some believe have alleged Nazi Im- imagery in the murals as proof that the airport is somehow linked to a fascist. What's that word? Fascist. 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 Secret fascist. society. Yeah. Um, Fascist. Yeah, I think it's it's fascist. They look similar it's, to like Nazis and like the the Russian communists, kind of like a mix between those two. But it definitely looks, you know. We flew Nazi-ish. into Denver once, and I don't mm-hmm. remember seeing anything weird. Yeah, I don't think we really looked at them. It says that some of them have gargoyles, which seem a little suspicious. Not to pay attention. We're it supposed says, to be in Gargoyles Denver, have been used throughout the centuries in architecture as a totem to ward off evil spirits and protect the buildings. They said that that's why the gargoyles are placed at the baggage claim. Well, that's what like churches, old the oldest churches have gargoyles. I was trying to find so, I, that to makes ward sense. off evil spirits. Basically, yeah. Notre yeah. Dame had, or I don't know if. Notre Dame is really a thing. Like if it's well, it burned down. I think they well. Well, not the front of it. I think yeah, just, just part the of guts it. of it burned down. Whatever happened with that uh, church? Like, what's the deal? Are they restoring I, it. I, or I, I think they're trying their best, but yeah, I haven't heard yeah. nothing. I don't know how you recreate. Yeah, I have something have, like that. Yeah, I have. Well, heard nothing I about guess it. if they've, been, I've got. I, I'm it's guessing like it's been studied very intric- intricately by architects and everything, and I'm sure they've got like plans for it drawn up. Well, that looks like a swastika to me. Yeah, but that... Okay, oh, yeah. so she pulled up an overhead. I think that's uh, a stretch. Yeah, that's I can see stretch. where they say you could see it if you were looking for it. Yeah. I don't yeah. really see it, just yeah. plain and simple. So we're looking at an overhead of the runway, and there's a swastika superimposed over the runway, and to me, at least, it doesn't look like that. Yeah. But yeah, I could see where somebody stretch. could find that. I mean, that's kind of like yeah. looking for a four-leaf clover. You start seeing it. And you can yeah. start seeing things in anything. Exactly. That's yeah. I, so what is that image that has the like Freemason that. symbol? Is that in the airport? Go to your right one. Yeah. What's going on there? Really interesting. That's Denver, that. Denver International Airport. This is the... Um, that's a whole other rabbit hole. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a placard like thanking everybody, and then it has the Freemason symbol on it. Which, if the lodge was involved in the building of the airport, that's why that would be there. It's no different than putting a rotary wheel on something. Right. And they the local probably lodge could have very well been, yeah. Yeah, without looking at it. It looks like they were involved in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. There's a time capsule beneath this plaque. Oh, really? It says, the time capsule beneath this stone contains messages and memorabilia to the people of Colorado in 2094. Hmm. Oh. That's cool. When I was a kid, I buried a time capsule in my backyard. It probably. I like, tried to go back and find it and couldn't. In 2094, okay. they'll probably open it. It'll re- release some kind of zombie gas, and it'll. It'd be like Raiders of the Lost Ark, where they open the ark, and you've never seen any. Oh yeah, it's. That's I have, a it's scene been a while. that they're surprising. Yes. Get like a 
That scene was way ahead of its time. Yeah. When you really think about it. Because when did Raiders of the Lost Ark come out? Was that like 82? I don't know. 80, it came out. I mean, it was a I just remember it pushed there. the limits of its rating. I forget what the rating was. Like the... And that was a scary scene, man. And it was cool when you're looking back at it now. Like, they clearly had this like these wax figures that they yeah. did. But it was so neat. Um, yeah, definitely ahead of its time. I do remember seeing There's this that. when we went to the yeah. um, Denver airport. I remember yeah, that. I we flew into Denver for one night for a trade show. Not even a night. No, Denver was one night. Dallas was there and back in the same day. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. Denver Dallas was overnight. Was we had a hotel room. Yep. Um, cool. Well, do you guys have anything you want to contribute to the mystery of the Denver International Airport? It's just a creepy-looking place. So it's creepy-looking. <laughs> There's some remnants of the Cold War. Um, there are some... I don't know, man. Like The thing about conspiracies is it just takes a few overactive imaginations, and you can, you can find patterns anywhere. Have you ever seen yeah. the movie Pie? Uh, that sounds very familiar. No. It's pretty neat. Um, it's about a guy that's trying to hack the stock market. Anyway, um, and he does supposedly hack the stock market, but he basically said that, like, if you're looking for patterns, you're going to find them. Yeah. You'll find patterns anywhere you look for them. So, yeah, that's the human mind for you. All right, well, let's go ahead and move past this to our game, unless you guys have anything else. Nope. And I, I actually picked the game for today. Should that's I introduce it? No, I just, this really isn't a game. I just thought it'd be something kind of fun to do. I mean, we're coming up at the end of the year, um, and we still have a few more weeks before 2020 is over. And I was like, you know what? Why don't we all just share some Tide Out Iguana memories? We've done this once before, um, but I just think it's kind of fun to kind of reflect and look back at just some of the, the memories of, you know, what's almost been 15 years. So our anniversary is April 1st, 2006. So next April will be 15 years. Bill's been here for 14 of them. Heather's been here for, are you going on 12? I've been here since 2009. So So, 2021 will be 12. Eric will be 10 years in February. But um, I don't know. I mean, do you guys have any memories you want to share? Or do you want me to? uh, Stephanie's got one. No, I'm just thinking about the amount of memories, not necessarily one in particular. So there was a memory that came up on Stephanie's Facebook page I was about to mention that one. And we've, I think we've talked about it, but it was a funny one. So yeah. one morning I come up to the store, and uh, this is before, this is when our store was still segmented into different places. Like our warehouse um, was separate from the store, and yeah, everything was separate. So I come to the store, and it's winter time, and I go out the back door to go open up the other part of the store um, to go unlock the door, and I'm walking out there, and I see all this water bubbling up from the ground, and I kind of crouch down low, and I'm walking over to it, trying to see what's going on, and as I get closer to the water bubbling up, the <laughs> The ground disappears from beneath me. And that was because a water line had broken, and it had been running all night, and it eroded all the dirt out from underneath the asphalt, and it left basically an empty asphalt shell with sub-zero water underneath it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a, our security camera at the time caught it, which was funny. And you um, see his whole front half slam on the ground. Yeah, his I, like, bottom half myself. goes in. I have a scar down my shin from falling through that. Oh, you like, still have a scar oh, yeah. from that. Yeah, because it scraped the hell out of your leg, and mm-hmm. you, like, had huge scabs. And I remember, so then we have this giant hole in the ground, and it's like, I don't even know like how big this like And all that dirty is. water got into the wounds. Mm, I'm surprised you didn't get wounds. like infected. So I ended up calling local police, and I was just like, hey, I don't know who to call. Like, the city's not open, but you guys got a problem. You know, if a semi comes through here, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, because like you didn't really know how far them. that went out. No, when they dug it out, it was pretty big. It was probably about yeah. 12 foot across. Yeah. yeah, it was huge, and it was really deep, too. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, and they dug it all out and filled it in. So there's one of my memories. Who else wants mm. to share one? Because I got plenty of them. Oh, man. 
Come on, you got so many memories. Uh, well, that's the whole thing. I'm trying to pick a particular one. So, um, let's see. I remember when we opened Indoor Cultivator and we had to hook up a new thermostat. And Sean's like, oh, I'll hook up the thermostat. I remember that one because I was there. Sean, I when you hook there. up the thermostat, make sure you kill the power. He's like, oh, I don't need to kill the power. Oh, oh dear. So, when he goes to hook up the thermostat, he touches one of the wires to a metal I-beam. Um, thus it was shorting painted. out. Yeah, a painted metal I-beam. Ended up shorting out the, the circuit board in the furnace. Yes. $700 later, yes. that uh, free thermostat install was completed. Yes. Sean. This is the same Sean we said happy birthday to last week, by the way. Yeah. So, that was a fun one. Um, I guess I'm just going to keep going. This is Matt's memory corner. Of well, no, I... I remember one time you were installing... I think a new light in one of the bathrooms and some of the plaster fell into your eyeball and it got yes. stuck. You had to go to my eyeball. Yeah, she had to go to the doctor. Yeah, you had to go to the doctor and they had to yank it out of your eyeball. Yeah, I forgot about that. I think I was putting a fan into our main public bathroom. Yes. Okay, yeah, it was either was a light or a too. fan. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I yeah. was for their. Yeah, was... last week he was cutting steel and it flew into my eyeball. Oh, do, do, we, do we want to talk about what... That's yeah, a recent memory, miss. but we can talk about it. Okay. I was cutting a piece of quarter-inch thick steel. We're uh, rebuilding um, the bottoms of our racks for our shows, and we finally found something that works. Anyway, um, the steel is very heavy. It's about it's almost 11 pounds per square foot, and I had a four-foot-by-four-foot four sheet of it. So what I do is I lay it on a pallet, and then I cut it on the pallet. But then I use the pallet jack to obviously bring the pallet outside to cut it um, and move it back in. Well, I didn't check my blade depth, and this blade was awesome. It cut through the steel like butter, uh-huh. along exciting. with both um, tongues on the pallet jack, like butter. So yeah. I didn't cut completely through the tongue, Thank but God. I cut about an inch into them. About halfway. Yeah. And I moved. I moved two very big pallets of soil yesterday, and it didn't break. So um, we're gonna weld it. Yeah, but... I'm surprised. Oh man, I, I mean, those were both. About that's an easy 3, fix. It's a easy yeah. Fix. It's an easy fix. Yeah, but so. that's another classic example of me. Uh, Oops. <laughs> you know, another one when we built... Um, when did you realize you were actually cutting into the... Oh, no, it was done. I, we already moved it, and then we went back up. out to do something. We're like, oh, look at this. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I yeah, cleaned everything realize. up and pulled the pallet off of the pallet jack, and I was like, wow, it looks lines. like somebody laser cut this. Yeah. yeah, it does. It looks like it was... So I remember when we... Um, many of you probably remember Aphrodite, our big albino Burmese. She's no longer with us. Rest her soul. Yeah. Anyway, Bill and I built a new cage for her, which took us like an entire summer to build. And... Uh, I guess we never measured it when we had to bring it in the door. We never measured it. We never took into consideration that there were parking blocks the whole nine yards. Anyway, it fit, but it was, like, down to, like, a fraction of a quarter. Because I remember, like, we ended up losing a couple of the wheels. The wheels and we broke had to, off. We had and... to lean it, yeah. lean oh, it back God. and hold it there while you ran and got a drill. Yep. And put the wheels back on. Put the wheels back on. stressful day. Yeah, that was yeah. terrible. A heart attack. It was a massive yeah. cage. What is it, 12 feet long by, like, three feet deep, and... Literally as big as the doorway. Yeah, it's a little over. It's over six foot tall. Yeah, with the wheels. I mean, it 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 went all the way up to. I mean, it was hitting the alarm sensors on the door. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but we managed to get it in the building. The wheels did break off, which allowed it to get in the door. But the thing (laughs) weighs a ton. I don't even know what it weighs. Yeah, yeah. But we framed it out with two by fours and then coated the whole thing with like half inch thick plastic. I think is what we built it out. Yeah, it's like that real hard composite uh, plastic. Basically, it's. It's waterproof. But that was another stuff. classic example of me. Waterproof right. until uh, until the lizards decide to dig out the yeah, uh, ceiling. Oh, yeah. Red, yeah, red, I just saw a big line of sealer. Oh, and okay. I was like, oh, no, he dug yeah. it out. And then I know I know what uh, 
I think uh, Lola had dug out hers, and that's why it leaked sometimes. Yeah. And yeah, they rip it out of the out of the cor- corners. Yep. Do you guys want me to keep going with my memories? I've got one. Okay. Remember when you were looking at this, checking this light out, and you had a <laughs> screwdriver and you stuck it into the light fixture and while it was turned on. Yeah, while it was but plugged you didn't in. Have it, yeah, you had it plugged in. <laughs> I had it plugged in and turned on. The switch was on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we had somebody. A lot of people bring you in their light fixtures. That light fixture. Oh yeah, I bought them a new fixture. But um, a lot of people have problems with their lights, and what happens is the light fixture has a little tab on the inside of the socket. And if it gets smashed completely down, it doesn't make a good contact with the bulb, and it'll arc and cause the bulb to blow. So a lot of times when people bring in that fixture, you take a screwdriver, pop the tab out, fixes the problem. Well, I had plugged it in and turned it on. I was like, oh, let me pull the tab out with a metal screwdriver. And yeah, basically just stuck a screwdriver in the electric <laughs> yeah. socket. And it popped. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. I was like, well, guys, you get a new light fixture. Um, I've done that a thousand times, replacing ballasts on overhead lights. I like to do that while the power's hot. Yeah. And I get bit every time. <laughs> so that's kind of fun. Um, man, some more stories. I remember we had a uh, king snake escape from here. I think it was a banana chocolate king snake. Yes. It escaped for the entire winter. Yes. And at the time, there was a church next door to us, and we ended up finding it next door in the church. Mm-hmm. That was kind of fun. Uh-huh. You know, it's the whole stereotype of snakes in the church. It reminds me of the hypotangerine that kept escaping, and it lived for months in the... Well, this like banana king like escaped, it went down like, into the foundation multiple times yeah. yeah yeah a bit landing too yeah like right after snake. we found it i remember yeah we let him hold it in it that was yeah. his first snake bite yeah but it was mm-hmm. a good snake bite. i remember finding a cinnamon yeah, the person that owns in it the rodent room where in the rodent room yeah a cinnamon it, it, it was probably gone for like six months i remember when we first opened we had a whole bunch of scorpions escape i don't even remember what kind of scorpions they were we found one do you remember that tarantula that escaped that was found like right outside the back door? It was a Thai tiger. Yes. Yeah. I do remember I that. I do remember I that because wasn't that from somebody left the, those cages open? I think so. Somebody had left like three there of them. There was a Thai tiger and a Mexican red knee that all oh, escaped. Oh, I, I found the Mexican red knee when underneath the, the water dish and the tortoise where those claws That's right. were. Yeah. Remember yeah. they had that little square but the Thai thing tiger we found outside the building, right yeah. outside the door. I think it was when really Hoots weird. was here or something. He was like closing. And those are, in my opinion, kind of scary tarantulas. They're very yeah. fast and very yeah. aggressive. But, uh, but yeah, somebody's kids uh, left those cages open. They decide to have fun and they had open you up had all issues the with them well, turning those the RO water on and stuff. Oh and, yeah. So I remember too. Um, Aphrodite had escaped her cage one night and set off the motion sensors. Mm-hmm. And so the alarm goes off. The alarm company calls me. I got to meet the cops up here. And, and they I, say you go in first. Yeah, I get here and OPD's outside, <laughs> and they said we're not going in. You go in first. I was like, huh? How ironic. Well, I hope there's not. They came in behind you with a gun. <laughs> So there was that. Um, man, I could go on and on. A lot the, A lot of them I can't share. I've got some really good juicy yeah. stories, but yeah. I definitely can't share them on share here. <laughs> um, so it's trying to share the ones that are Safe. friendly to the public. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you guys don't have any other fun memories? And this was boring. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I, there's... There's some I can't share. I think there's some all kinds that... of fun memories. There's the rodent room overnight, you know, that overhaul. Was that was Yeah, it was so fun. So Heather just pulled up. I brought up... you guys food. <laughs> Heather was doing a throwback Thursday video, and uh, she had pulled up some video when we did the expansion into the old church space. Yeah. And that was truly an all night. I worked the entire mm-hmm. day until 6 a.m. the next day. Yes. Uh-huh. That sucked. Everybody went home. No, it was later than 6 a.m. Because I, I had to get into Home Depot at 6 a.m., because we were done with the construction, and I needed some shelving for bedding. And I just remember it was a goddamn monsoon outside. 
Like, I think a hurricane formed over O'Fallon. And so it's a monsoon. It's 6 a.m. They're open. I got to go get a gorilla rack, a six-foot gorilla rack. This is not a one-person lift. Um, and so I, I do. I go inside. I'm soaked. I get this, you know, 200-pound box. <laughs> and uh, the lady says to me, she's like, you couldn't wait to buy this rack? And I was like, no, ma'am. I've been up for, at the time, 28 hours, maybe. Yeah. And uh, I got to build this and put it together so I can go home. And, yeah, I did. Nobody helped me load it. Went out to the car in the monsoon, loaded it in the monsoon. The car had to stay open. Drove it back here in the monsoon. Oh. Unloaded it in the monsoon. Brought it inside where Fred was here doing some finishing work. Um, he had come in that morning. Mm-hmm. Built the rack, put the bedding on it, went home. And I was like, I'm just going to go to bed. And then my kids made it the worst day of my life. <laughs> well, they were, I don't even know if Stella was born yet. She was. She was the one that made it a problem. She All I needed to do was sleep. And it was a screaming shit fest. Don't get me started because I'll say mean things about the kids. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. Oh, God. Yeah, that was a tough 24 hours. It was a little more than 24. I slept right here on the floor for about 45 minutes. I think I, I had a cot that I laid down at a little after 5 a.m. Laid down and took a nap until Home Depot opened. Yep. F that. All the things. I remember when I've worked a lot of over. I remember when the world's fastest lizard escaped from her cage. Yeah, and she was like, when she was in the store, she would escape a lot. The spiny Mm -hmm. tail. Yeah, remember her running through the store. She she would jump on us, and I had to have Hoots take her off of me one time because she decided to sit on my back, and I couldn't reach around to to grab her to put her back in her cage, and. Hoots had to grab her, and she smacked him with her tail, and well, they got spines on the tail, so he had like holes in his arm. It was, holes in his yeah, arm. I've got. Yeah, she's drew blood off of me before. But well, she's friendly as can be now. Yeah. Well, those are just a few memories. Um, we intend to do something for our 15 year anniversary. Obviously, that's very difficult to plan because of COVID. We don't know if we're actually going to be able to pull off an event and an event of the caliber we would like to throw unfortunately really takes some advanced planning so or we might have to postpone it till things can are back more back i don't know honestly man if we can't do it around the anniversary we probably just won't do it but we're looking at um two different events one here at the store and then a uh smaller more candid event in the evening um so yeah we'll just see something that we're toying with but uh yeah we'll go ahead and wrap it up so thanks for sharing the memories guys do you all have anything else before we wrap this up all right, well, you can find our podcast pretty much everywhere. Just look up TDI Live. It's on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music. And you can also go to our website, www.thetdi.com. Click on social and then click on podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm Matt. And I'm Bill. I'm Heather. And I'm Stephanie. And you just listened to episode 68 of TDI Live. Thank you for listening to Tie-Dyed Iguana's podcast, TDI Live. And don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thetdi.com.